If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, this is C.J. Graham, Jason Voorhees, Friday the 13th, Part 6. You're listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast, and you should listen to Jason because Jason does live. I'll be back. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers and vampires all exist. It's Nico, Brian, and Mike, and they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. I just want to thank everyone who's been listening to us. Uh, and as you guys have come to know, we always drop some bonus content on, you know, the, ba- the major holidays, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and here we are again. We got one of the most famous Jason actors of all time on the show with us tonight, C.J. Graham. C.J. Graham, known for cult classic Highway to Hell, most notably Friday the 13th Part 6, and most recently starring as Elias Voorhees in Friday the 13th Vengeance, a fan film. C.J., do you want to say anything before we just jump into these questions, man? No, I'm excited to be here. Uh, Nico and Brian, thank you so much for the invitation, and... uh... Thanking the fans out there for uh, still being there for us. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. Here's the first question we got for you, brother. I read somewhere that you were a nightclub owner before getting the role. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I, can you tell us a little bit about that before you got the iconic role as Jason in Friday Part Six? Yeah, it was a lie. <laughs> Look at you guys. Both of you guys went blank. Like what? <laughs> No, really, it was a lie. I was actually a general manager of a nightclub, but that's okay. A lot of people perceive I was a Marine, and I was actually Army, you know. So, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, I was running a a nightclub, uh, 15,000 square foot uh, nightclub in California, L.A., and uh, I had a hypnotist show on Thursday evenings, uh, Jack Lachlan, to be exact, and he decided to bring a camera crew in to do a promo video of his show so he could start trying to get more additional exposure for other clubs and possibly Las Vegas. And it just happened that the production company he brought in was uh, the people that done all the special effects on Friday the 13th Part 4 with Ted White. They were called Real Effects, R-E-E-L, Real Effects. And uh, when they were talking with the hypnotist, they thought about, hey, let's do something different 
uh, when the subjects are under and they were talking about a scary scene, they said, well, let's put CJ in the wardrobe from Friday the 13th because we got it and he's about the same size as Ted. And uh, sincerely, the rest is history. Wow. Awesome, man. That's great. Uh, hey, CJ, it's Brian. It's nice to, nice to meet you, man. Um, What's up? You were, uh, you were the first to portray Zombie Jason, where you know the makeup looked much more extensive than the past installments. Uh, was there a long makeup process you had to go through? Can you talk a little bit about the process? Sure. Initially, uh, the process was about three hours, give or take one minute. Um, once we got over with the graveyard scene, which everybody calls Megadhead Jason, once we got past that, we got into putting more of a, a hood which covered half my face. And once the mask went on, uh, you, you didn't have to really worry about the details. As long as my eye was all gelled out with black grease, kind of like in the military. Being the maggot, Jason, it was about a three-hour makeup process. However, once we got past the maggot, Jason process, which was the actual opening. Now, if you remember, movies are shot out of sequence. Right. So that could have been near the middle or near the end of the movie prior to the beginning of the movie. So... You know, for continuity purposes, once we got past the maggot head Jason, we moved into a hood that only covered half my face. And simplistically, all they would do is uh, gel uh, kind of a black, like a, the same thing you use in the military when you, uh, you put an oil on your face, green and black, to stop your skin tone from being noticed through the jungle. They right. put it around my eye. Now... That was great. Once I put the mask on, the mask also from that one eye had a uh, a nylon, actually a, a a girl's black nylon in the back, so you truly couldn't see through oh, and wow. see my eye at all. So I was always kind of looking through a fog. And as you recall, at the end of the movie, when the eye is a close up and you can see my eye open up, um, that I'm still alive. Uh, that was when they took it off, so they could really get a close up of my eyeball. Well, that's great. Um. So you did all of your own stunt work for this film. Were there a lot of stunts involved with, with this role? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Were there any of the scenes or stunts that stood out to you, good or bad? You know, the interesting part is in, in, until about a year ago, even my friend Kane Hodder didn't know this, we were doing a panel one time, and they were talking to Steve Dash, Kane, and uh, Tom about their uh, stunt work, where they went to stunt school and stuff. I'd never done a stunt in my life when I got this film. Um, wow. That was one of the, the things that was more interesting because when I did all my own stunts, everybody has been, wow. You know, I mean, so, yeah, I did everything. When you go through the door, when you go through a wall, you're 20 feet underwater, breathing off a regulator, uh, you're setting your back on fire, um, squids going off in your chest, uh, in the head. Uh, you know, all of that was just me being 28, 29 years old and thinking I was invisible. And fortunately, my stunt coordinator, Michael Nomad, kept me alive during the process because not doing stunts in my entire life, um, a lot of stuntmen can't wait for their first job like that. And sometimes they never get to see a job like that. So I was pretty fortunate that I got to do it. And I can, I can talk to you 35 years later, basically, 34 years later and say, hey, I did all my own stunts and it's the real deal. That's awesome. Hey, CJ, Dustin here. I'm a friend of the show. They they were nice enough to let me sit in tonight because this is my favorite installment in the franchise, and I'm a, I'm a huge fan of your work in this film. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time. So this film had 
18 kills. You, uh, you, you massacred up 18 people in this film, including some of my favorite from the entire franchise. Is there any particular kill that stands out to you? What, like, what was your favorite kill in the movie? Well, you know, the best of it is I got to kill 18 people. I didn't go to jail. It's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like living in California. I pick on them all the time. Wow. Because, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> to be fair, I mean, my best kill that I feel uh, was the sheriff being bent in half. Now, a lot of people say, well, what about the head kill, the squash, the, the tearing out of a horseshack's heart? But at the end of the day, that to me is true power. There was no blood. It was just taking somebody physically and breaking them in half like a chair. I mean, to me, that is beyond the norm when you talk about power of, you know, coming back to life like Frankenstein. Right. It's true. The next question we got for you, man, is there was, this movie is, is very different from the rest of them because there's a lot more comedy in this film than the other ones. Can you talk a little bit about that and the approach you took to playing Jason in that atmosphere? Right. Were there other films besides Friday the 13th, Jason Lives? I didn't know no, that. Not that um, I know of, no. It's the only one that matters. <laughs> um, you know, the interesting part about it, and I, I tell people all the time, I'm real proud of it. There's several reasons. Number one, I really think that, you know, the team pulled together and did a great job um, in transparency to make sure that um, Jason wasn't made fun of um, or hokey. In fact, I would like to think part six is where Jason truly became the principal of the film. Uh, up to that part, there was just a character, Jason. Uh, I think after part six, everything revolved around Jason. Um, but I will tell you the most you know, important thing to me was just really working hard with everybody. This film had no nudity. Um, I think there are two or three times that somebody uses a four-letter word. Um, so with that, it's somewhat what I would say uh, young-friendly. Um, so you could show a 10 or 12 year old and with the exception of them being scared, there's nothing you can cover their eyes over because it, it's not, it's not, you know, blatant nudity or anything. Um, the one thing I think is nice about part six and I always tell everybody. And once I say it, people go, wow, I, I gotta be honest. It was fun because we have the only James Bond opening. That's very true. Uh, we're the only one that came back to life like Frankenstein. Mm hmm. We're the only one that has a rock and roll hall of famer doing the music, Alice Cooper. Yep. And I get to be the only Jason that wears a Batman utility belt. So <laughs> I think in my mind, uh, I think it was a good part of the series, and I think it was a good launching platform uh, for Kane Hodder and everybody to take off from that point. Um, do you have a uh, favorite memory or anything from behind the scenes you would like to share? Well, I think my favorite memory is my first scene. <laughs> And uh, the scene where the mobile home is rocking uh, right. and uh, I step into camera frame from profile and then turn towards the mobile home and start walking towards it. That's my first memorable because at that point, I've never been on a movie set in my life. That was my very, very first scene in my opportunity to be Jason. So, you, you know, you think about, you know, your first touchdown or your first race where you won, you know, first place, that would be, to me, uh, the best of the best. Right. Um, after this film, you went on to do uh, Highway Highway to Hell. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you got the role for that film? And, and am I correct in saying that you went up against Kane Hodder for the role in that film? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because um, both Kane and I were not picked for Highway to Hell. Uh, the guy that was uh, picked for Hell Cop 
had went through all the prosthetics and they had spent well up to $100,000. Uh, the special effects company was Steve Johnson. If you look up, who's done just hundreds of films to his uh, credit. And Steve Johnson and them had already done all the prosthetics for a face. Uh, the person didn't realize that their face wasn't going to be shown, so they backed out after all the prosthetics casts were done. So um, they started looking for a replacement before they even started shooting. And, of course, uh, Kane has a good background. Kane went in and I went in. To be fair to either one of us, uh, my face is a little rounder than Kane's, and I fit the prosthetics better than Kane did. Uh, you know, Kane's face is a little more uh, Irish, square. You know, he's got a square jaw, more rounded. Um, you know, I'm Norwegian, I'm Viking. So we have different looks in our facial structures. Prosthetics fit me better than him. And again, the rest is history. Awesome, awesome. So uh, what can you tell us about this upcoming Friday the 13th Vengeance movie? Uh, and what's, what's up with you not playing Jason this time? <laughs> well, I got asked to do a fan film, which um, I voluntarily did. I... I had them take two weeks worth of pay, and they donated it for me to the Shriners Children Hospital. So I, I did not receive pay. Um, I was more interested just because I thought it was kind of cool. Elias Borges has never been seen to the general public, with the exception of a comic. For me right. to be able to step into a role, iconically, I can say I own that role now because everybody will have to compete with me. Though it may be a fan film, um, competitively, you know, it was kind of neat. I mean, I grew a beard for four months. Uh, we did use a wig, the long, long, straggy hair. Uh, but the character was basically just the same size as Jason. Uh, the gentleman that played Jason and I squared off a couple times, father-son type of thing. But at the end, they left it as open to follow through with uh, another part of the Vengeance series if they chose to, to go that way. So it was fun. I had a good time with it. Characteristically, it looks very cool when you see Elias Voorhees. Uh, it's basically Jason with a beard, long hair, like a woodsman, a mountain man. And then you see Jason, you can see the relationship between the two. CJ, I, I got kind of a, a question that one of our co-hosts always asks. But before that, I just wanted to tell you, man, uh, I've told this story on our show several times. Uh, Jason Six, you know, Jason Lives was the very first horror movie that I ever saw as a little kid. I was six, seven years old, maybe. My babysitter took me and my brother to a blockbuster, and I, I really don't remember why we picked Jason Six, but, you know, we took it back to the house, and it was on VHS. Does that make you... <laughs> we, you know, we popped it into the VCR, and, dude, I was terrified. We, we kept pausing it and playing it, pausing it and playing it, and... And your your movie, your portrayal as Jason was what honestly made Jason my favorite slasher of all of them. Uh, I honestly love your look in this movie. You're my favorite zombie Jason movie by far. And that's no disrespect to Kane or anything. This is just the best movie. I, I, I love I honestly love the utility belt look. And I love, you know, that scene where you take all those gunshots and you just get back up and it just it's nothing to you. I just think you're 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 badass, Jason. And I love that. But, yeah, I, um, I, I appreciate that because, you know, the, uh, Tom McLaughlin, the writer-director, who took a shot with me uh, to this day, uh, I just saw him last year and I did a full wardrobe photo op with Alice Cooper. And to this day, Tom looks at me and just says, you're the same size. Fortunately, I am. The wardrobe I put it on, I'm still spot on. 
So characteristically, it's nice to be able to still have that, you know, I may not have a six pack abs. I got a four pack, uh, but you know, with the exception of, you know, if I had my shirt off, having a four pack versus a six pack, uh, I still have the same broad, solid, uh, waistline, you know, height, all the above. So when I do wardrobe photo ops with the comic cons or monster mania, Texas frighteners, et cetera. The cool thing is when I stand up and people come around the curtain, take a photo with me, uh, they hesitate because realistically it's like walking onto the movie set and I'm just looking at you with that mentality of, all right, bring it, you know? So I appreciate Oh, uh, uh, no problem, man. And you're, you're exactly right, man. I saw a picture on uh, James Jude Courtney's Instagram that you two took together and you're you're might be bigger than he is, and you know I was like, whoa, look at that! Those are two giant, giant human beings. But this is the uh, bonus question that our a fellow co-host always asks: uh, Do you consider Scream a horror movie? <laughs> Scream, I, you know, I, I define a horror movie. I think that's the question. I can re, I can answer your question politically with a a question. You know, define horror anymore? I think it's become so mainstream. The word thriller and horror have crossed over where it's kind of hard to define. It's like doing a, a, a convention. You know, there's Fright Mirror, there's Monster Mania, Spooky Empire, and then you get into the Comic Cons, and they're all starting to have some crossovers to a combination of cosplay, horror, thriller. Um, you know, I see all the different actors. Uh, Last year, Kane Hunter and I uh, did a gig in uh, London, and you know we're talking everybody from Lee Majors, Six Million Dollar Man, to Jason, you know Aquaman, uh, to Val Kilmer, uh, Charlie Sheen, everybody between was there uh, at that table meeting fans and and doing selfies. So I think there's a crossover where you could define if you wanted to specifically say the word horror, but it's become so mainstream. Mm-hmm. that I think it's become clouded, so the line has moved. Oh, I agree 100%. And and right now, man, I'm just going to plug uh, your website for you. Uh, it's jasonvi.com, so it's, you know, to represent the Roman numerals. And you can get signed pictures and memorabilia such as machetes, which I will be buying. I want <laughs> one of the – I don't know if I want a black or a silver one yet, though. I got. Maybe I'll just buy both of them. Who knows? <laughs> You can also get personal shout-outs on Cameo. I believe they're $40 a piece, um, if I'm not mistaken. As a matter of fact, yeah, and the Cameos have been so popular. I've got a couple in queue right now I've got to get done, either tonight or tomorrow, to get them back to the fans. Uh, The nice thing about the Cameos is you get to do something personal with somebody, and there are some people that want birthday gifts to friends. Others just want to send a shout-out to let their friend know that if I mess with them, they'll have to deal with me. It's kind of interesting. Um, and then if I could, could I do a shout out? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I was going to ask you about your for a potential, your 2020 appearance schedule, but I'll let you go ahead and do all that. Well, 2020, uh, next week I'm going to Sweden. If you guys want to head over, uh, <laughs> see you there. <laughs> yeah. But I, a monster mania in March, Friday the 13th, 14th and 15th, myself and Kane Hodder are doing full wardrobe. That'll be my first con that I'll be doing Megadhead. I've always done the Jason character with a mask, but I've had so many fans ask for that Megadhead. So I had a professional uh, special effects artist create both the Megadhead hood and the gloves to go with it so that I've got the hands to uh, go with it. 
And then as we go into it, I'm going to be doing my first trip in Anchorage, Alaska. I'm kind of excited about. Of course, Texas Frightmare, myself and Kane Hunter are going to join forces. I'll be with Alice Cooper this year doing a show. And then it just goes through the rest of the year. Um, later this year, uh, we just finished uh, my part and other parts for a movie called 13 Fanboy. I've uh, heard about that. I've heard about that. 13 Fanboy is uh, being done by Joel and Deborah Voorhees. Right. Uh, and some of the cast that will be included will be, uh, I don't know if you know, uh, uh, Corey Feldman, maybe? Uh, yeah, I think believe so. I've heard of him, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, Dee Wallace. Uh, yes, if you remember Dee Wallace, going all the way back to her beginning of her career, she was uh, the mother on E.T. all the way through Cujo and another 100 films between. Um, Kane Hodder will be in it, of course. Deborah Voorhees will be in it, of course. Um, and you're going to see a lot of Laura Park Lincoln is in it. Um, and we just finished that about a month ago, and I do end up doing a fight scene in that. And it just happens to be with a gentleman named uh, Vincent DeSante. And uh, he actually wears a, a, a mask. And at the very, very end of the mask, where we finally see what's up, I won't tell you anything beyond that. But, you know, we go to battle, he and I. And uh, you'll see the rest when it comes out here latter part of this year. That's awesome. Awesome, CJ. Uh, Dustin, Brian, do y'all want to tell him any final thoughts before we get off this call? No, just thank you very much for being on. And if there's, you know, anything we can do for you, just let us know, please. No, guys, I appreciate you even having interest. I appreciate the fans. You know, like I said, uh, you know, we're very humbly appreciative that the fans still embrace us after all this time. That's one thing I will say about the Friday the 13th um, fans, uh, the Legion of Fans. It's a worldwide franchise. It's just phenomenal, number one, that everywhere you go, People may not always know who you are by a facial recognition, uh, but I will tell you, I've been to Universal Studios walking with my kids and somebody points at me and said, hey, you play Jason. And you just kind of go, how would you know that? I don't have a hockey mask on. Or I remember one time going through TSA and the TSA agent looked at my name and looked at me and go, are you a guy to play Jason? And I'm just like, you got to be kidding. Wow. So it is, it is amazing <laughs> How many people? Uh, a friend of mine I just saw last week, um, and he, he's in the Air Force, staff sergeant. His major, his boss, she just happened to say, so where are you going this week? He goes, oh, I'm going to see my, my aunt's brother, my brother-in-law, basically. He played Jason Friday the 13th. Her response, now remember, she's a major in the Air Force, was, get out of here. Are you serious? Here, this major in the Air Force, she's a horror fan. She goes, do you think he would he would sign a mask for me? And it's like, yeah, anything for anybody in the military, of course. Being right. ex-military, I mean, I have the utmost respect for all the people that have been in the military, past and present. Absolutely. Um, those that will come in the future. But, you know, I'm, I'm a veteran, honorably discharged. Um, I was in the military 46 years ago. So, you know, if somebody, the soldier asked me to do something, yeah, you got it. Right. Absolutely. CJ, thank you for your time. We really appreciate your service in the military. And I just want to stress it one more time. I got you see, I got the Jason Lift shirt on. Uh, you're my first memory of Friday the 13th. You're really what got me into liking Jason movies, the franchise, and horror in general. You know, there's a lot of you know deep horror movies, but I always go back to Jason Lives or Jason Part Four, Final Chapter, those movies because 
you know, I just love the character of Jason Voorhees. So I really appreciate you taking your time to do this with us, man. It's, it's been an honor to talk to you. Well, I'm glad you said you have a shirt on, not underwear that say Jason lives. So that's good. <laughs> well, well, that's me. So. <laughs> so guys, I appreciate your hospitality. Invite me to your pod uh, cast. And uh, I look forward to talking to y'all again. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, Thank sir. you very much. Sir, Thank, Thank you. you. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to uh, don't go out there.